Welcome to Radwell's Automation Nation. Adjust the volume or put your favorite earbuds in and let's explore the manufacturing and automation industry together. I promise you if you love the industry or just cool technology, you will love our podcast. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 22 of Radwell Automation Nation. With the great resignation and an ever-changing work landscape, it's become more and more challenging for manufacturers to attract the best people to their respective organizations. The challenges of filling job roles are numerous, and the struggle is real. Marketing can be a valuable tool in attracting top talent to a manufacturing business. In this episode, we're going to speak with an expert about a topic on everyone's radar right now, attracting top talent to your organization. Our guest is Paul Kishi, who is the president of Aviate Creative, a branding and creative agency with an edge in manufacturing. Paul applies decades of experience and award-winning work in branding and marketing to the manufacturing industry. In addition, Paul is an adjunct professor, speaker, and author of branding, graphic design, and marketing subjects. His objective is to help educate and grow manufacturers through effective, proven strategies. Paul, thank you for joining us, and that's an impressive set of accomplishments and skill sets. Hey, thanks so much for having me. We're excited to dive right into this topic, which we all know is affecting everyone right now in the manufacturing industry, and probably in just about any industry out there. So let's begin with something from the employee side first. What do prospective employees look for in a future employer, and how has that changed in the past few years? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think uh, a lot of people, at least in the in the past, always pointed to what they thought was just higher salaries, better benefits. And of course, employees certainly you know want a, a good salary and better benefits and stuff. But they look for a lot more than that now. And it's important to recognize that. Uh, and that's uh, going to be effective in attracting these new employees, especially the younger workforce. So, you know, some things might be the fact that they're looking for that work-life balance. They might want a good culture. And good culture does not mean uh, a ping pong table and a foosball table. Good culture means that they like the people they work with, that they value the, you know, the company values the people that, you know, there's, there's a lot into culture that we can dive into. They, some employees now care about social responsibility. They want to know they're working for a good ethical company. They want a company that has good core values. Some people want continued education and training. Um, maybe they want better career path and growth opportunities. So they're not just coming in for the job that they are getting listed for, but they're looking for what's next after that. I was going to say, it definitely feels generational because as the younger um, generations have come up, there's been more and more pressure put on organizations, I think, to make changes and adjust and, you know, go with the times, so to speak. Would you agree? Yeah. And, and what's interesting is different generations or different age groups, let's say, care about different things. So some of the older age groups might care more about job security and they want to know that there's not going to be these like big ups and downs and big times of uh, letting go of entire, you know, entire sections of the staff and stuff. Uh, they might care more about benefits and so forth, where younger generations coming up might care more about, like I said, social responsibility or education. And back to the older generations, maybe they care about flexibility too. Maybe they have kids or even grandkids or whatever, and they want to be able to go to something. Um, they want to be able to take their kids to the bus or pick them up or whatever. So flexibility and location and remote and all of these things kind of play into it now where it might have played into it before, but I don't think companies really recognized it as much. I don't think companies, I think companies had the leverage before. 
And I think in recent years, it's their leverage has changed. And now companies have to sit up and pay attention. Yep. Yeah, I think that that's true. But one of the things I could say is that manufacturers, like a lot of people point to COVID uh, as the problem, but I was having these conversations before COVID. Manufacturers have had a difficult time hiring for a very long time now because for a long time, it was the perception of manufacturing was very poor. So colleges, high schools, um, parents were not pointing towards that as a career option. So they were losing people over and over and over again. And now the people in manufacturing are tiring, aging out, um, or just want to move on or whatever else to a higher level. And they can't because there's no young generations kind of taking over. So they have to now double down on trying to bring in talent at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think COVID was to blame. I think COVID accelerated the need to open our eyes and, and look at things a little differently. Absolutely. And what was interesting about that was is that I found working in manufacturing that COVID actually increased the need for manufacturing because things got reshored back to America. Things have a lot of companies had to, you know, start working on medical supplies and PPE equipment and stuff. And all of a sudden uh, manufacturing had significantly more work than they had and yet half the staff that they had. So they were in a, a real bind. Yeah, manufacturing to some respects became you know stable. It's true. <laughs> it became the job to have because you knew you were going to be working. <laughs> that's that's true. Yep, absolutely. So, Paul, in what ways can marketing and branding influence prospective employees? That's a great question too. So, you know, a lot of people don't think about the fact that uh, they think it's all like HR and and just job descriptions and stuff. And marketing actually plays a pretty big role in uh, attracting and influencing prospective employees and uh, branding even. It's hard. Most people think of branding as just the logo, but branding involves your entire brand from the name of it through the look of it, through the sound of it, through the messaging, everything, right? So your marketing and, and branding can entice, engage, intrigue. They can excite these employers and employees. Um, you know, a lot of people look at it as just for sales, but a lot of companies will... I knew, I've worked with companies that uh, their entire marketing is based on attracting employees, and uh, that's their main goal. So you can change the perception of your company. Instead of it looking like an old company that's falling apart and dying, uh, you can change that perception to the future, the modern, um, something that's exciting. You know, you could showcase your work so they get excited about the kind of projects they're going to be working on. You can, you know, present the benefits better. You can present you know, the culture better through photographs, videos, all that kind of stuff. You can add personality and voice to a company. So there's a lot of things that you can do, but overall it's changing the perception to the reality, which you, you go into some of these companies and they're super exciting and they have a great culture. They have great family vibe to it. And yet when you go into their site, they look like they're from the 1970s and, you know, completely out of touch and, you know, not with the time. So a lot of, it's not like it's lying. It's a lot of it's just uh, making sure that it's reflective of the actual company and where you want to work. So on that note about looking different than what you actually are, how important is a strong social media presence in attracting talent? Yeah, it's, it's one part of the equation, you know, so younger generations specifically are looking towards social media. So if you're not on social media, it's okay, but it, kind of looks like you're not with the times. It kind of looks like you don't exist to some degree, but it's it's not totally unacceptable. But if you're on social media, you want to be somewhat active. You don't want it to be like the last post from a long time ago. 
You could show things like culture very easily. So you could show employee appreciation, talking about the different employees, sharing their celebrations. Um, You can share pictures of events and stuff. It also just keeps you top of mind. So instead of disappearing in people's minds, you're constantly being put in front of them and it looks exciting. So in a lot of ways, you're building a reputation and building a perception. And then what happens is, is instead of chasing down and hunting for employees, sometimes they start coming to you because they're like, I've been following you and I, this is the dream company that I want to work for. Um, so you can change the narrative and really kind of get people excited to work for you. I've been saying that for years. <laughs> right, Rob? Yes, indeed. <laughs> I mean, you could show the company values and the sh- company mission. You know, a lot of companies have more company values and mission than they even realize. Um, a lot of them are like, oh, we don't have a mission. We don't have values. And then I get into it and I'm like, yeah, but do you believe in this? And do you, you know, do you do any work with any charities? And they're like, oh, yeah, we absolutely do. And I'm like, well, then you have more of a mission and vision and, and values than you realize, you know. So all of that can be tied to social media. So let me grab my notepad so I can take some notes on the next one. What are some basic things manufacturers can do to help attract employees? So there's some, you know, like you're saying basic things, and we'll get into more advanced strategies as well. But some of these you could do like literally in the next hour. You know, like So <laughs> some of these I'm like, please just do it already. Um, first off, like you're sending them to whatever job um, site, right? So Indeed, LinkedIn, one of those. Make sure that's updated with the right description. You can put more on there. So have better job descriptions that actually talk about the culture, talk about the job. Um, talk. Well, obviously, you're going to talk about the job, but talk about the people. Recently, I've been hiring a lot. And one of the things that I found very interesting is that I said to people, what do you find interesting about working for Aviate? And the overall answer was always, I love how you talked about that you value your company, your, your, your people's, you know, family life and that you value, you know, this and that. And it wasn't about money and it wasn't about the projects. It was about how we treat people and stuff. So having that kind of stuff inside your job descriptions, inside your job profiles, making sure your glass door profile is up to date and concerns are addressed, you know, addressing bad reviews online. You can do simple things like updating your website and careers page to reflect that those benefits, those that culture, you know, have that engaging social media, adding just team photos and videos to your site and to your uh, social media. You can also have things like referral programs for your employees. So it doesn't have to be super complicated. You could just say, you know, if you guys bring in, you know, an employee, you get this kind of reward or this kind of uh, percentage or whatever, and keep it really simple. You can host events and and show that culture, but also you can host events for incoming prospect employees as well. Lots of different stuff like that. Show people what you're doing. Show people your facility. Open the door a little bit and be a little bit more transparent. And then lastly, uh, ask your current employees to write testimonials on Glassdoor or on the company page and stuff like that and get them to talk about it. So it's not just some owner saying we're great. You want the employees to share their experience as well. So those are maybe some basic ones that you can simply do, you know. And what about some more advanced strategies for recruitment? Yeah. Um, so there's lots of options here. We've worked with companies that have done some incredible things. We talked about uh, a referral program a little bit in the last one, like a simple one. You can do a more advanced one. You can do signing bonus incentives. You can do uh, school recruitment flyers or school recruitment 
programs and affiliate programs and stuff. You can put together, you know, different pieces for like branded swag, even like just having, just getting them excited about working there with, you know, branded swag. You can write simple templates for thank you letters, rejection letters, offer letters, positional contracts, making sure that your communications are professional. So pe- people want to know that they're working for a, like a really well put together company. Um, so the more professional of your stuff is, you know, the better. Job fairs, you can make banners and trade show booths and brochures and stuff for. You can do uh, brochures for careers and stuff. So there's like a whole slew of like more advanced promotional pieces like that. You can do direct mail campaigns and stuff. But in general, it's about that perception. It's about making awareness. And you could even advertise like if recruitment is huge in your company and you need to be hiring a lot of people on a regular basis, then you need to treat that almost like you would treat getting new customers you know, advertising, marketing, you know, materials, messaging, all of that needs to be both focused on your new customers and on your new employees. And a lot of these manufacturers don't realize, but like some of the bigger manufacturers or just bigger brands in general do this on a regular basis. Like I used to do recruitment campaigns for Verizon, Disney, FedEx, you know, all of these other huge companies. And you're like, oh yeah, but they're huge. But I've also done it for companies that were like 10 people that their whole entire company was focused on. I'll give you I'll give you an example. So we worked with a small company that did like programming, development and technology solutions for government. And so they needed to have like a super high level 10 level clearance or whatever clearance it was with the government. And so it was really hard for them to find employees that had this like super high level clearance. So their entire company, they had no problem getting work because the government was giving them work constantly and they can get contracts really easily. The problem was, is they couldn't find people to do the job. So their entire company was focused on recruitment. And so they would have events, they would have marketing materials, but their entire website was focused on speaking to the employee, not to the customer, because they didn't care about you know, getting more business. They had plenty of business. They needed employees to do it. So, you know, it's, it's not as, uh, it's not like you always have to think like in terms of like these big brands, small companies, uh, recruitment can be very important as well. That's really interesting. You know, treating, treating the whole process like you're trying to get customers. It really is like trying to get, you're trying to sell your company to prospective employees, basically. So following all those examples, what are the benefits of using marketing to help attract employees? It makes it easier for one, right? So like hiring becomes easier. You don't have to convince us, convince them as much. You don't have to necessarily even like pay out signing bonuses and all sorts of stuff because um, if people are coming to you and people are excited to work there, hiring just becomes easier in general, right? You can get the dream employees that you're looking for because they want to work for you. Other benefits would be is that some people forget about this is that you want to retain employees as well. So if employee, if you're doing branding and marketing and people are seeing how exciting your company is through social media, through the website, they get more excited about working there because they're like, oh, there's a future here. So you retain employees better. It helps spread the word. People will share your uh, posts and your marketing messages more because a lot of companies are or individuals want to help. And it's a very easy thing to do is to share those job posts on social. You know, just in general, uh, it creates more excitement around the job posts. So employees and prospects will get more excited about it. You know? All right. So Paul, you had mentioned adding videos, photos, and different things to your company website. So what else can manufacturers put on their websites to entice prospective employees? 
No, that's a great question. And you're right. Uh, videos and photos uh, are going to be an easy way to show that culture. And what I was trying to head towards before was that the photos and stuff could be simpler than it seems. Certainly, you could take pictures of a company picnic or something like that. Or, But just take your iPhone, walk around the facility and take a shot of, you know, somebody working on a machine or something like that. And that's a lot more exciting than you probably realize uh, because they're kind of used to seeing it every day. But an employee, a future employee or even a, a future client um, gets very excited about that kind of stuff. People love behind the scenes stuff. They really do. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Really kind of like, you know, unveil um, and show a little more transparency with things, you know. You know, it's interesting at Radwell, we, um, our CEO actually requires that we use real people in all of our campaigns. So when you see our photographs, things that I've taken, things that we've shot video wise, anything that's out there, it's all been done with real people. I would say 95% of it is with real people who work here. So that's kind of a cool thing. Yeah. And that's not that easy to do, but that's a really nice thing to hear. No, it's not that easy to do. I can, I can attest to that. <laughs> Try watching yourself back on video. <laughs> <laughs> We're always trying to convince people, you know, hey, would you like, we do screen tests with our employees just to make sure like we don't invite someone to do video that isn't really comfortable or doesn't want to, you know, but yeah, it's, it's challenging for us because working with models and actors makes our job way easier. However, it makes us better coaches and better at what we do. So it's good. And it also becomes just more real. So, you know, in general, your site should be updated, uh, professional, modern, and loaded with great content. But let's just say, you know, if someone comes on and it just, it looks like it hasn't changed in 30 years or something, that's a really bad perception for your company. You know, you want to make sure you have a good careers page on your site. You do not need to have like all your jobs and application available on your site. Like you can point them to uh, an Indeed page or some kind of you know, off-site page, but on the careers page, it should give access to that. It could, it should give cultural information, benefits information, explain what it's like to work there and just get them more excited about working there. And then you can point to the job opportunities elsewhere. If you need to make sure that your brand and site are set up to make a good impression and create excitement, you know, but in general, you know, you just want to make sure that when you design a site and, and build a site, you, you have not just customers in mind, but you also have future employees in mind. And they both look at the same kinds of stuff. And in, what's interesting is, so an employee might look at the stuff that a customer might look at and get excited, but vice versa, that a client sometimes will look at the career page and want to work with them because they're like, oh, this looks like a great company to work with. And they're growing and they're positive and they have great culture, like, and they have good mission and all that stuff. Like it means more to prospective clients than people realize. So all of that stuff ties together. Interesting. Very interesting. So on the other side of the coin, what are the ways that poor marketing and branding can repel good talent? Yeah. So, I mean, in general, employees just don't want to work somewhere that looks outdated, dirty, amateurish, unprofessional. You know, if it looks like, somebody in high school designed your site or your logo, well, the whole company looks like it's done by a bunch of nothing against high schoolers. <laughs> like, it looks amateurish, you know? They want to work for a growing, successful brand. So, you know, no one wants to work for a company that looks like they're failing. They want to have a future there. They want to have benefits. You're going to 
work so much harder to try and get that employee in and convince them because there's no tools already set up. There's no perception already set up. So the more it's the same thing with getting customers as well. You know, the more you can kind of achieve that stuff on your site and on your logo and on your materials and so forth, the easier your whole process will be. So in reverse, it's just going to be that much harder to get somebody. You want to make sure that your company looks like it cares about its people. It cares about its future. And it's not just set up for just pure profit. Believe it or not, you know, uh, some companies are still set up that way, but people more and more are going to choose companies that care about people, not just profit and so forth, you know. How can manufacturers effectively show prospective employees their work culture? We talked about culture earlier, and I'm just curious how they can be more effective in showing that. Yeah, absolutely. So if your company has a mission, and it probably does, like I said, even if you don't officially have one, you can talk about your mission, you can talk about your values, talk about the fact of that you value what, whatever it is, maybe you value family time, maybe you value flexibility, etc. Uh, talk about that stuff, talk about the positive initiatives that you might be doing. Like if you're doing any kind of community outreach, if you're doing any kind of work with the schools, whatever, they want to be part of that kind of stuff. If you're in, if your company does anything to be more sustainable or earth friendly or something like that, that's, that's can be attractive. Um, and companies, sometimes they say, oh, we don't do any of that. And then you dive in deep and you're like, no, you, you do a lot more than you realize. Even just, you know, being proud to be made in America or showing how you give back and stuff like that. All of those things kind of play into it. And we mentioned sharing photos and videos and showing how you value your employees and stuff. And then, you know, another way would be to, you do, you know, those picnics, those, those different kinds of activities, take pictures, take videos while you're there. And then also one thing that I've seen, which has been really kind of cool to watch is some companies will invite prospect employees to those um, events. So they kind of meet with them and they become part of that culture right off the bat. And like, say you go, you go do a, whatever, a rock climbing event. How exciting is that for like that new prospect employee to like be among that team and like have fun and have laughs with their future team? It's going to be a lot easier to convince them to join once they've already made some light friends there, you know? That's interesting. I, I wouldn't have really thought of that. It's not for everybody, but if you're if that's a major thing for you and you're hiring multiple people at a time, consider it because it's, you know, you you have a lot of work to do to bring people in and uh um, something like that's easy. You know, you just do, you know, a couple plus one plus two to the event. And next thing you know, um, they feel like they're part of the team already. Yeah, they feel connected. Wow. Hmm. Paul, thank you so much for joining us. You've provided some really valuable insights and we really appreciate you sharing them with our audience. Absolutely. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on. You'll see contact information for Paul in the show notes, along with a link to an educational resource related to this very important topic. If you like this podcast, we'd love to have you leave us a review wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thank you for joining us for episode 22 of Radwell Automation Nation. Until next time. To learn more about Radwell, visit radwell.com or connect with us on social media. To contact us about this podcast, email automationnation at radwell.com. Thanks for joining us.